Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we will be discussing uh, the disappointing five-game series that the Braves had with the New York Mets over the weekend. Um, They lost four out of five games to the Mets, and they now sit six and a half games back in the NL East, Um, the largest deficit that it has been in a while for the Braves. Uh, it's not too long ago, um, about two weeks ago now, the Braves got the deficit all the way down to half a game. And um, since then, the Mets have gained six games on the Braves. Um, so a pretty uh, disappointing stretch for the Braves. They uh, have their first three-game losing streak of the season. They are the last team in baseball to have a three-game losing streak, which is pretty impressive. But um, bad time that they picked to have a three-game losing streak as it uh, cost them three games in the standings as they did it um but yeah we'll just get straight into the games now um we'll start off with game one on thursday uh pitching matchup was kyle wright versus cookie carrasco of the mets and this was probably kyle's worst start of the year and that'll be a theme throughout this this entire series was that the braves got um subpar pitching performances from their starters in every single game and um kyle was maybe the worst um, gave up a career-high four homers in this game to the Mets. Uh, he went six innings pitched, six earned runs, four homers, four strikeouts, inflates his ERA up to 3-2-2, which is still pretty solid. He's still having a really good season. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Braves got down a hole early in this game. They were able to make way a little bit. Ronda Cunha had a two-run homer in this game, um, snapped the longest home run drought of his entire career. I believe it was like 86 at bats or plate appearances in between homers for Ronnie. Um, and he had an overall really good series. We'll touch on that now. Just um, get the one of the positives all the way from the series, which those were hard to come by. One of them was that Acuna was awesome in the series. He was looking like Ron Acuna of old. He's obviously been in a pretty long slump. Um, but he went 8 for 19 in this series with the homer that I just mentioned. He also robbed a homer, so net two homers for Ronald in the series. And he also had a couple of barreled balls that uh, got to the warning trap and didn't get out, but it was a, that's an encouraging sign for him, hitting the ball in the air. And uh, that's that's one of the main reasons he's been struggling. He has not been getting the ball off the ground, and he did that a few times this series. And he also had a four-hit yeah, four game in Game 2, got his 500th career hit. So a good series overall for, for Ronnie. He was one of the few bright spots in New York um, of this dreadful five-game set. But the Braves lose game one, 6-4. to four. Um, Yeah, just an uh, overall disappointing game. The uh, funny thing is uh, the Mets had four homers in this game. And for the rest of the four games of the series, they had one. So the Mets are not a huge home run hitting team, but they, they did it in this game. Um, Tyler Naquin had one, or had two actually. Um, Vogelback had one. So the Mets' trade deadline acquisitions were putting in work against Kyle Wright. As, uh, he had one of his worst starts of the season. Uh, so we'll move on to game two, and this was the lone win of this five-game set. Um, a pretty important one to even up the series at the time, but the uh, Braves got off to an 8 to nothing lead after the first two innings. They were absolutely slamming Taiwan Walker. He had a pretty atrocious start. One inning pitched, eight earned runs, two homers. That's obviously really bad, but... The Mets actually did climb back into this game. The Braves had to actually use their high leverage relievers as the Mets. They cut this lead down to an eight to five deficit. Uh, the Braves ended up winning nine to six, but they have to use all their uh, guys out of the pen: Mentor, 
Uh, Rysel Iglesias made his Braves debut. He looked pretty good. He had another scoreless outing later in the series. He was another bright spot. Him and Acuna were the two main guys that really showed out. But in his debut, one inning pitched, two strikeouts. Um, gave, did give up a hit, but left him stranded. Give, didn't give up the run. So that was good. And uh, the Braves get the win, but Ian Anderson had another bad start. and um, He was staked to the 8 nothing lead, and he still could not just attack hitters. He had four walks and 4.2 innings pitched and gave up four runs. Um, he got option to AAA um, a couple days later. We'll get into that in a second when we get to that game. But, um, yeah, another bad start for Ian. And, um, like I said, every Braves pitcher did not have a particularly great start. Um, and Ian was obviously no exception. He's just having a really bad year. And um, maybe he can go down to Gwinnett and uh, figure some things out. So, But the Braves won game two, 9-6. to six. Um, yeah, so things are, at the at, at this point in time, things are like, okay, we're even the series up, got a double hair the next day, and uh, opportunity to maybe sweep this one and go ahead and take the series, And uh, but that did not happen. A pretty miserable double header. Uh, the Braves lose the first game 8-5. to five. Uh, They went down 5 to nothing um, after the sixth inning of this game. Jaco DeRizzi made his Braves debut, and he did not look great. Um wasn't completely an abysmal performance. The Braves were definitely in the game when he left, but went 4.2 innings pitched, three runs, two of them earned, four strikeouts, had three walks. Didn't particularly look awesome, but um, wasn't uh, just terrible either. But the Braves' bullpen in this game was bad. Tyler Matzik had a really bad outing. Um, had uh, Got the first two outs relatively easy in the, uh, in the sixth inning, but um, had uh, Brandon Nimmo 0-2 with two outs, and ended up walking him, and then gave gave up another walk, and then uh, ended up giving up two runs on a Francisco Lindor double. So, was one pitch away from getting out while there with nothing. Ends up giving up two runs, and Bryce Elder, who was actually called up to be the 27th man for the doubleheader, gave up three runs over 2.1 innings pitched. He wasn't good either. And uh, yeah, the Braves lose eight to five, even though they were able to kind of climb back in the game late. But you know, they just would uh, get some runs and then bullpen took it right back um with uh, the tough outings from Matzik and Elder but they did score three in the ninth to make it closer than it really was it was eight to two going into the ninth to get three in the ninth and I uh, ended up having to bring in Edwin Diaz which seemed like a small victory at that point in time um but yeah they lose game one eight to five and then game two of this doubleheader was pretty much just as miserable um they lose six to two this this game was just oh my god it was the um the infield defense and this whole series really was really bad but this game was the the main one um Austin Riley had a couple of really bad throws one to Matt Olson um that was just bad and cost them uh, an out um, there was a play by Max Freed where I can't yeah it was Austin Riley just throwing it to Max Freed I believe and Max like couldn't get the ball or something like he like it was a bad throw so he couldn't catch it and the ball like went into foul territory. And a runner was coming home, and Max tried to like do a jump throw on his side, and he landed really hard on his head, and it was just a full blown disaster of infield defense. There was also another play that got Darno hurt. Um, it was Riley on a runner on third, a little tapper right back to him, and he threw the ball way high, uh, and Darno actually got Pete Alonso out, but they overturned it, which I don't think they should have. It, I think he was probably out, and um, Darno hurt his leg on the kind of collision at the play with him and Alonzo and that's a whole lot of meat coming at you Pete Alonzo is a pretty big guy so um that it was just it was just a disastrous game I mean Freed 
he wasn't absolutely awful. He was the best start of the series for the Braves. He went a six-inning pitch, gave up four runs, but only two of them were earned, had five strikeouts. He wasn't, like, awful, awful, but definitely not as sharp as he usually is. And that was just kind of the theme of the starting pitching in this series. They really just laid a massive egg in one of the bigger series of the year. And uh, for the Mets, Max Scherzer pitched, and he went seven shutty with 11 strikeouts. So, yeah, that's um, not a recipe for success when uh, when those two things line up. And, uh, yeah, the second time Max hasn't had a great start against the Mets. His other start um, in Atlanta a few weeks ago it was against Scherzer also. He uh, he didn't look great in that one either. So definitely a tough outing. And it will continue with the Game 5 on uh, Sunday. The Braves lose 5-2. to two. Jacob deGrom made his return to New York in his first home start. He was absolutely dominant um, for the most part. His line wouldn't say that really because he went 5.2 innings pitched, two earned runs. But he actually brought a perfect game into the sixth inning. But the Braves were able to um, get a get a couple of runs on him in the sixth. As a uh, actually, he was a pitch away from having six perfect innings. But Adrianza drew a walk on the three-two count, um, and then Dansby hit a homer right after to kind of breathe some life into this game for the Braves. Um, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. It made it five to two, and that would be the final. That's all the Braves would get this entire game. They had two hits. Offense was really bad in this game. Acuna didn't play in this one, as uh, he they said it was like lower leg soreness. But it was raining before the game started, and they pretty much just said they didn't want him running on the wet turf. He ended up pinch hitting in this game and coming in and playing the outfield anyway. So I don't think he was hurt at all. He just they just didn't want to have him play on the wet turf. Just pretty much pure precautionary uh there so yeah strider in this game got the start and his line looks really bad um 2.2 innings pitch four and runs he wasn't good in this game but he was not as bad as that line looked the mets were making him work really hard to throw 79 pitches but he got extremely unlucky especially in the third inning that he didn't get out of when he gave up all four runs um I think it went infield single, bloop single, and then a double that pounced off the third base bag. It was uh, just tough. Um, it's been well documented among Braves fans uh, of the Mets' batted balls this series. And, hey, did the Mets get a little lucky in this series? Yes, they did. Like, they had some lucky hits, but that's baseball. The Mets have gotten that all year. And, um, you know, it kind of is what it is. They've had that batted ball luck. It's gotten this far. And, um you know there's nothing you can do about it like that's just baseball that's going to happen you know maybe things even out I don't know but um yeah the batted balls in this series for the Mets they were something I would say that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the super homer that some people are about this stuff and just how the Mets aren't good they're actually not good at all and they're just straight lucky that's just not true the Mets have a good lineup it's solid and um did they get a little lucky too yeah sure they did but sometimes the Braves get lucky sometimes they don't and you know kind of brutal timing with the luck here but uh you know that's not how the games are decided and uh it's a definitely definitely a tough uh tough tough moments in this series of some of the hits that gave up but the Braves also made their fair share of mistakes and played pretty bad baseball for the most part in this series and the Mets pretty much just dominated the Braves in every facet of the game I mean except even in game two that the Braves won the Mets were able to claw back into it and make the Braves actually use their relievers in a game where they were winning eight to nothing so and it's just a brutal series the Braves played their worst baseball of the year this is their pretty much their worst stretch of the season now because they've lost three in a row which they've haven't done all year and uh you got to give some credit to the Mets man they're they're good um the Grom and Scherzer 
if if they can stay healthy, that is um, that's ins- that's an insane one-two combo. If they're healthy, they're very very good, and uh, you know that's definitely the one facet of their team that uh, is just different. I would say the their starting pitching is really good. They have pretty good depth there too. Um, but you know, I, I do think I don't think this Mets team is perfect by any means. I don't think the division's over, even though. Uh, I'll get into the Braves' uh, percentage point chances in a second, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for the Braves. They're definitely not the favorites to win the division. They haven't been. Um, things got pretty close there, like I said. They got this thing down to half a game at one point, which is pretty wild to say now that it's back at six and a half. Um, but you still have, they have the Braves have seven games against the Mets still this season. And a week from right now, guess who's coming to Atlanta for four games? The Mets. So you you don't have to wait long to uh, get your crack at these guys again. And, you know, the Braves have to have these seven games they have against the Mets. They have to, like, dominate them the way the Braves got dominated. They have to win, like, at least five out of the seven games if they realistically want to have a chance in this division, I think. You know, you never know. Um, but that seems like the most um, logical way the Braves can get in this race and have a chance of winning is by, you know, at least winning five of the, five of those seven games for sure. So yeah, um, it is what it is. Um, it was definitely definitely a, a bad series. Um, no, I kind of just uh, repeating myself, but yeah, it was just brutal. There's just not many bright spots, and the Braves played really bad baseball, and they're gonna have to turn it around for sure. It's an uphill climb, and um, yeah. So uh, we'll get into um, some of the uh, transactional stuff that happened before I get into the uh, back end of the show, talking about the uh, Braves' projections for the rest of the season. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Darno had that uh, leg injury. He was actually in a walking boot today, which was like a huge cause for concern, but he is not going on the IL. And uh, it was reported that he will likely return to the lineup next weekend in Miami. Uh, the Braves only have two games during the week, so he's going to miss the two games in Boston. But um, this did prompt a roster move for uh, my guy, Chadwick Tromp, the Tropical Storm. Um, he's been in Gwinnett all season as the just kind of an emergency catcher down there, and he's getting the shot with the big league club, so good for him. But um, that wasn't the only move because they also optioned Ian Anderson and um, my sweet prince, Guillermo Heredia, is also going to Gwinnett, which is um, pretty unfortunate. But Ian, the Braves... Um, called up Enoa in favor for him. I don't think that Enoa move is really anything um, that's super... It's not a good thing for Enoa coming up because he hasn't been good. I'm just saying Enoa didn't get called up because he's been pitching well. That's what I'm pretty much saying. Um, it's just really Ian being bad. And they uh, used Heredia to option to get Tromp up. So it was a good sign they didn't have to put Darno in the IL, so he'll be back soon. Um, but they already said their plan with Ian is uh, next weekend they have another doubleheader against the against the Marlins, so he will um, pitch in one of those games in the doubleheader. As uh, he'll, I think they said him and Heredia are going to stay on the taxi squad this week in Boston. They're not part of the team. But they're just going to be there. They're not actually going to go to Gwinnett. Um, you know the the Enoa move is just probably just uh, to fill the void until Kirby Yates is ready to go. That is the uh, logical switch there. I didn't think that Ian would get optioned until Kirby was ready, but I guess they just wanted to go ahead and get him um, optioned, I guess, and just have another arm in the bullpen, you know, like a bolt guy if they needed it. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, – it's uh, the you know thing was a bit surprising, but still it's um, not a surprising move that Ian was getting optioned. And, um, you know – Maybe he can figure out something in Gwinnett and uh, just kind of um, find himself because he's having a really bad season. And um, 
I hope he can find himself. But, you know, the Braves, they got five starters now with Oda Rizzi, and uh, they definitely have some solid enough depth right now. They have five um, starters that are definitely big league pitchers. So, um, yeah. So, hopefully Darno is ready to go next week. Contreras is going to be the main catcher for the two games in Boston. And he, he had a good series against the Mets, too. He had a couple of homers, so he should fill in nicely. He's still having a really good season, so... We'll move on to the uh, final portion of the show, and that is the Braves' um, playoff odds, division odds. And um, as of right now, updated according to baseball reference, they give the Braves a 11.5% chance to win the NL East. The Mets are sitting at 86.9 to win the NL East, which is very, very high. Um, and uh, for good reason, they're up six and a half games in August. And uh, yeah, that. Uh, makes sense it's it's it seems really high but that's probably accurate of uh, what the Braves are going to have to do to uh get their way back in this thing it's it's a low percentage chance but definitely not impossible this thing is not over at all um as far as just playoff odds go the Braves have a 98.5 percent chance to make the postseason they're going to be in the playoffs in some capacity most likely going to be a wild card um right now the Phillies too are pretty high favorites to make the playoffs at 92.8 they're uh, red hot right now as well as the Mets, um, they're both like two of the hotter teams in baseball right now. So, um, yeah, the Braves have an uphill climb, like I said, but they're still in perfectly fine shape to um, get make the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. But the one thing that does suck about that is that their most likely opponent in the uh, playoffs is the San Diego Padres as of right now. Um, I don't know how close they are to losing that second wild card because I know they got swept. So let me pull up the standings really quick um, just to uh, – see what it's looking like in the NL West. So right now, or let me just pull up. Gosh, I can't find the standings. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just awesome podcasting on my part. Um, here we go. The wild card standings, as of right now, it would be Braves versus... Oh, the, uh, the Phillies have passed the um, Padres, which is pretty wild. So it'd be Braves Phillies right now in the in the wild card, which I I I much rather for that than playing the Padres. I know they're not having the greatest time right now, um, but uh, yeah, they still have Juan Soto now, and they're a very good team, and uh, they have good pitching also, um, but good starting five for sure. So do not want to play the Padres, but I did not know the Phillies passed the uh, the Padres. That's pretty wild. That uh that switched that quickly. The Phillies are the two seeds. So right now the Braves are playing the Phillies at the season end of the day in Atlanta. Um, so that'd be an interesting series to be sure. Um, man, I didn't even know that. That was pretty surprising. So, yep, that's where the Braves lie in their um, projections and standings right now. And, um, yeah, I think that's um, probably going to be it for this uh, somber episode of the podcast, you know. Not a lot to be excited about right now as a Braves fan. Um, but I still don't worry too much about this team. I still think they're very talented. I still prefer the Braves roster to the Mets. Um, I don't know. That doesn't really mean much right now because they just beat the hell out of us. But, you know, I still do. I think the Mets have the edge in starting pitching, obviously. But the Mets bullpen, I don't have that much faith in many of the guys they have in there outside of Edwin Diaz. And, uh, you know, their offense is what it is. They're an interesting bunch. I'll say that. So, um, that's all I got for this one. Um, probably not the most fun episode. Definitely not too much to be excited or joke about with this one, but uh, sometimes you just have to uh, push through and um, 
you know the Braves were honestly kind of due for a skid like this but they just picked the worst time possible uh, to have their skid after their like hot two months that they had um so yeah that'll do it for this episode if you made it this far listening in this uh, tough episode i really really appreciate it i'll be back next week with hopefully better news so i will see you in the next one (music) Thank you.